0: The phone conversation between fantasy veterans bob harris and mount waldman is a quick and dirty rundown of players units or teams from sunday's games feel it or fuck it is our instant verdict on the fantasy value of a player situation not the ability effort or character of the player this is just how two old-timers in this industry talk when they got a lot of cover in a little time
1: Happy fucking New Year, Matt Waldman. How are you, young man? Happy fucking new year to you too. I'm doing pretty swell. How about yourself? Uh, I'm any better. I'd have to mess something up just to keep the karma in line, as always. Um and, you know, exciting. Hope everyone's coming off uh big championship weekends. How many championships for you, Matt Waldman?
0: I'm in one. So I had five, three semifinals, um, one championship appearance, and it comes down to Joe Mixon. Tyler Bass and James Cook for me on Monday night, down by six against um, Ty- um, Higgins. So uh, DLF, DLF is um, <laughs> Ken Moody at DLF and me in and, and an old time league, the yeah, Dirty Ken Dozen Moody. League. If you yeah. remember the Dirty Dozen yeah, League, yeah, yeah, that's still yeah. around? Yeah me, yeah, me and Mike McGregor uh, and Kent Moody and Cal Hobbs are all in that, bunch of other guys that you know very well. How about you? Yeah.
1: Um, Down to down to one, the Kings Classic auction league uh, going against Dom Centurino. Did not have uh, Derrick Henry, so was pretty sure I was doomed, and uh, did pick up Hassan Haskins, who matched his Malik Davis out for in for Tony Pollard. But uh, I'm up 140 to 140.5 to Uh, and i've got to hope that hayden Hurst doesn't have a career game
0: <laughs> well there we go you'll root against hayden Hurst. i I'll like hayden Hurst. Against... i'm
1: gonna feel really bad about this
0: well Here's i'll you. say this i'm laughing because the one league that i was down by i started mike mike evans over richie james um Last week, and now Mike Evans goes off for three touchdowns, right. and I'm just laughing, you know. Uh, so,
1: right. I, I, I want to say, you know, I'll enjoy uh, this championship. But the 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 league I'll remember most is a CBS uh, Sports IDP league, uh, where in the first round of the playoffs, I started uh, uh, Sean, uh, Van Jefferson over uh, Zay Jones the week that he scored three against the Cowboys. So uh, then that knocked me out. It was a powerhouse team. I was uh, I was yeah. a, almost unstoppable heading into the playoffs and and that decision, which in hindsight, I can't imagine how I talked myself into it, but at the time seemed entirely logical uh, and was in fact uh, almost a no-brainer.
0: My my 12-and-1 football guys, IDP staff league defending champion facing Matt Patanti in the playoffs, who I beat to win the championship last year, and he beat me to win it the year before, Um, we faced in the semifinals and i was so obsessed with whether i should start rashid shaheed over amari cooper i forgot that justin jefferson just not just um justin simmons my stalwart safety is finally healthy and was showing it and that was the difference in the game by about 10 points so gene Bramble is now our idp champion congratulations to gene all right as, I, as I cry in my spilt milk but um we've
1: slapped ourselves on the back and we've commiserated over our lousy calls um i'll get the ball rolling uh, bryce young feel him or fuck him
0: bryce young feel him or fuck him um i am i'm still figuring that one out but i will <laughs> say for right now I will say for right now I'm feeling him but I am not feeling him inside the 20s because he plays too much hero ball. Um I'm I'm not sure whether to say feel it or fuck it with certain placement decisions that sometimes look like genius, sometimes look like happy accidents. That's what I'm still got about another 3 or 4 games to figure out after watching uh, about four games of him right now.
1: Fuck so- hero ball though. I I hear it I hear it in the tone of your voice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's, I call it Mitchell Trubisky ball. Um, mm. Inside the, when it happens specifically inside the 20s, that's a Trubiskyism, is that you is that you forget all sorts of game management tactics and start veering away from good sense. That that That's a Mitchell Trubisky-esque type of thing. So Skylar Thompson, is he a deep dynasty stash? Feel it. And I only feel it because last year's
1: rookie scouting portfolio told me to feel it. And so I have uh, obeyed the command of said <laughs> publication, as I often do, uh, often uh, to my uh, delight uh, over the course of time, right? I mean, you know, it's dynasty, it's a developmental thing. And, uh, you know, you're, you're not expecting immediate, you know, contributions, you might get them. I mean, right, it's the NFL, it's entirely possible that people will show up and do things you don't expect them to do. But in this case, look, you know, if you're, if you're gonna invest in a player who, you know, over the long term, you know, and you're hoping maybe for shorter term results, what better place than a quarterback in Miami right now? Where you know, and I'm laughing and I shouldn't be because, you know, the the truth yeah. is to a Tonga Valoa's future is seriously in question, I would say, right now. And Teddy Bridgewater also apparently struggles to remain uh in locked and upright position uh for extended periods of time. So um, you know, I don't know that Skylar Thompson would be the plan. They've gotten some looks at him. I don't know that he's uh maximized his opportunities, but uh but he got the opportunities and some things that matter. In the NFL, are experience and just you know even a little bit to get you rolling is helpful. So you know if if he got the full buy in from this organization and this coach, I think they could probably make a big difference in his outcome. And so we'll see if that's the direction they take. If they take that direction, totally feel him, and I'll be very happy. I listen to Matt Waldman.
0: I'll put it this way: if you had Tua Tonga Valo, who you were trying to do all the confidence boosting that you could and build an offense that works for him and that worked out early you had Teddy Bridgewater your veteran backup who you knew could start for your team if you needed and you still kept Skyler Thompson on your roster as a seventh round pick um, or a sixth round pick then that's pretty good buy-in for year one for a rookie from an NFL team that you normally don't get um, and, they felt, and they said we had to make a hard decision to take him. That's or to keep him, that tells you they're like, we didn't plan on taking three, keeping three quarterbacks, but this guy was too good for us to to let go on the waiver wire. And I think they're happy about that now. And listen, if you're tired of my rhetoric about him, because that's what you feel it is, um, you know, Paul Charchian, the other, you know, was on Twitter the other, um, yesterday and was like, this kid can play. I mean, from what I, what he saw. So, you know, if you're looking at someone who's been doing fantasy for a little bit. Who 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 you know knows a thing or two about players, you know. Paul Paul's like, this kid can play. So um, yeah, I'm totally feeling it still definitely has a deep dynasty stash. Now, maybe a shallow dynasty player, that's the that's where the rub is for you. For me, he's a luxury pick. So right. I'm I'm keeping the luxury pick version of that. But with bad teams and I need more players, yeah, he's not on my rosters. Can he pick it as a fantasy quarterback to next year? Are you feeling yeah. that? Feeling it. Uh,
1: And and maybe not so much Kenny Pickett, who seems, you know, okay. Um, And shows signs of better than okay. And uh, tiny hands notwithstanding has uh, done some great things, apparently. Um, Look, you know, in a two-quarterback league and the second quarterback, I'm as interested in investing as the supporting cast in the scheme, which seems to have come around, right? I'm old enough to remember when Matt Canada couldn't call plays uh, because it was like six or seven weeks ago uh and and honestly again all things in the nfl and in life in general are an evolution right then I mean, you've got to figure things out there was a whole new bunch of pieces in this offense and maybe it took matt canada some time to figure it out maybe we had expectations that he would have it all sorted out right from the get-go they moved the receiving piece in the during the season you know so clearly the plans they had coming in weren't the plans they had midway through the season they've changed quarterbacks they did a lot of things so uh, but just in general when you're for me if looking At a second quarterback, and you know, I, I want a good quarterback, he seems good enough. Also, I want a good supporting cast. And uh, according to my sources, Deontay Johnson, my sources being my eyes on the television last night, and uh, Kenny Pickett or uh, George Pickens, uh, and uh, Pat Fryeruth, there's some good pieces there for him to lean on, Najee Harris. So, uh, so yeah, second quarterback feeling it.
0: I'm totally feeling it's a second quarterback, and I laugh because. Kenny Pickett last night. I knew that I was going to hear from at least one of my my friends who were numerous Steelers numerous Steelers fans who were my friends well, of um, mine. And today <laughs> was today. Let's see if we can see it. This was it came at eleven twenty last night <laughs> from from my bud Steve Voke. And I'm like, it that must have been a Steelers thing because I wasn't watching that game at that point. So I was I was studying um it, another Pittsburgh player, Israel Abikanda. Um, Abakananda, the running back out of Pitt, who, you know, plays, you know. I'm looking forward to learning that name next year. But, but yeah, Kenny Pickett is a fantasy quarterback, too. Just on the sheer facet, on the sheer point that there are good pieces at the skill positions. If they can get the offensive line together and Pickett can continue to play, um, you you know, continue to work into the – acclimate to his game the NFL game I think he's going to be fine the big issue for me isn't whether he can be a quarterback too it's whether he can continue to be a fourth quarter quarterback like he was this week because that was the big question about him is after three and a half quarters what goes on with him well a fourth quarter comeback is just the kind of medicine and confidence booster that a young player needs so going from youth to age T.Y. Hilton does he get one more year in Dallas? <clears throat> mm, ambivalent. I neither feel nor fuck.
1: Um, you know, some of it, so Like I think right now, you know, having a KG veteran come in with fresh legs at this point in the season is clearly giving him an advantage. Um, I don't know if it's an advantage next year, so I'll just go ahead and put him on the verge of fuck it.
0: I'm going to put him on the verge of feel it just because I think he'd be a nice. I think he'd be a nice addition as a third receiver for them all year next year and he clearly still has some legs but then again fresh legs how how long will those legs stay fresh through the grind of the season as you said understandable somewhere
1: noah brown is like
0: shaking his fist at you saying yeah he he is but i i don't know if he can catch me now he's got a good reach (laughs) i'll say that he he might be able to dive and catch me even this old 52 year old who who I still I'll got a, I still got a move or two to shake Noah Brown. That's all I got to say. How about uh, How about Malik Willis? Is he a shallow Dynasty stash for you? Uh, he is on rosters in Dynasty, so apparently
1: so. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, he needs some things to change. Uh, maybe a year of focused development with a good coaching staff. And I guess that's the question. Does he have that coaching staff that will take him to the next level or not? Uh, I'm, I'm invested enough, you know, where I have him. That I'm not letting go of him. Like, who let's go of anyone in Dynasty anyway. Come on.
0: Yeah, not. I don't know. Adam Harston does a pretty good job of buying and selling. If you're a if you're a serial job. buyer seller, then you're pretty good there. I
1: can't let go of anybody.
0: See, there you go. I could let go of Malik Wills, but that's because I'd never held on to him in the first place. But but I'm, I'm not feeling. Fuck that. It's just, if Josh Dobbs, who, you know, obviously a, a literal rocket scientist in training um, type of intellect, but and and a terrific athlete but those two things that haven't always combined well for him as a quarterback um, because it's more of a you know because he doesn't have the slide role in the, perform- the field. that or he <laughs> that or that all that science doesn't translate to craft sometimes but he has played pretty well I thought he was In the offseason against Cleveland, and he played pretty well the other night. Yeah, for the but, circumstances. Look but great. the fact that Malik Willis wasn't even in the game to get some playing time is a big wow. And not, Almost so. as much so as the
1: guy drafting him being fired in
0: the middle of the season. Yes. <laughs> Almost as big as that. So, yeah, fuck that. Um, but Traylon Burks, wide receiver two next year?
1: Um, it's going to depend on the quarterback situation. Yeah. But maybe yes, maybe slightly feeling it. I See, mean, I'm
0: feeling it. I don't, you know. But okay, you tell me why you're slightly feeling it. Um, what's
1: this? It's more about what the offense is going to look like. They need a little more bandwidth in the passing attack, and you know, hopefully they get it. And and I, look, I think the you know he looks like a player. I, I I guess you know, and I was skeptical of this, you know, going into last season. It was just like the 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 hive mind seemed to believe that, you know, okay, A.J. Brown's gone. Here comes this thing that looks like A.J. Brown. He's A.J. Brown. Oh, he may be, or maybe not. I don't know yet. The, the, the jury's still out. I mean, if I invest in the right price, yeah, I'll feel that.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling him as a wide receiver too, as his ceiling, I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, probably fuck it if you're saying that you know i'm counting on him to be a wide receiver too in my drafts again john robinson somewhere saying what What? he he went he went for all those athletes you know and you know sometimes you want football players and athletes and i think Traylon burks can be that i think malik willis is a football player but maybe not an nfl football player at the quarterback position um he needs some time to, to really show that he can develop into that. Desmond Ritter, though, is he a fantasy quarterback too next year for you?
1: Feeling him fucking to be determined by the... Uh, I need to understand what the team thinks of him a little better. I mean, I think he's shown improvement. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's worth something. But I, I, I there's going to be some quarterbacks that are available. I think this is the, the, the key for some of these players that, you know, Ritter in particular will be first and foremost uh what whether i'm interested or not is going to depend totally on what the team's moves are
0: yeah i'm i'm feeling atlanta drafting a quarterback next year more more than i'm feeling desmond ritter is a fantasy quarterback too for anything longer than about four to six weeks next year so fuck it um trey mcbride shallow dynasty stash
1: okay feel it a little bit <laughs> a decent game with David wow uh plowing the way I uh, look I mean I, th- I, th- I thought he progressed nicely they were using him as an in blind blocker early in the season and while well, they still had Zach Ertz in the kind of the move at the receiving spot they you know the earth's injury kind of thrust him into maybe an accelerated uh development and and I think it's going to work out well for him I think it'll help him because I don't know that Zach Ertz will be back next year so yeah, feeling slightly
0: yeah, Trey McBride to me is a top NFL athlete um, at his position. He has NFL caliber skills as a, <clears throat> to to play the game at a level that's, I would say, slightly above Pat Fryermuth in terms of athletics. He's above him in the athletic skill, and I would say almost as good as a receiver, um, and a better runner after the catch. So I'm all in on Trey McBride. I honestly, I'm. I feel as good about Trey McBride as many people feel about Kyle Pitts and mainly because I think at least Trey McBride, will I think Trey McBride will have a quarterback that will target him um, and an offense that will work with him. But that seems like a risk for a lot of people compared to Atlanta that where they just keep believing that it's going to happen and yeah. they're both equally risky to me. Right. So Pitts, Pitts would like you to know that
1: circumstances matter.
0: Yes, and and so that's fine. But I'd take both. I feel both, but I'm feeling Trey McBride enough to, to put him in that same conversation right now because they're both in a risky spot. Justin Fields, is he a better passer than his receiving core? Are you feeling that statement?
1: Yes, I'm feeling that statement because I don't know
0: that he is, but I know his receiving core is horrible. (laughs) yeah I'm feeling that too I think that's a quick one we can go move on from there when you get 100 yards in the first quarter as a a, on the ground I mean I I think that just tells you I I know what I need to do to be competitive in this game Um, right you know DeAndre Swift you know according to our buddy Dwayne McFarlane the 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 Lions are just committing fantasy malpractice um do you feel that way
1: well, yes, obviously, as anybody who drafted DeAndre Swift, <laughs> at some point in their draft, far too early. Uh, and I'm guilty of that, And you know, because I'm in a lot of leagues and a lot of best balls. And so, yes, I did that. I don't know that I felt him as, uh, as fervently as some did, but, but I, I mean, look, we see the upside. Every, every time he gets those opportunities to flash the upside, uh, opportunities matter. I am a chaser of volume. He does not have that volume. Uh, and I think that is uh, on the coaching staff there. Uh, so yes, fuck fuck that coaching staff for their malpractice.
0: See, yeah, see, I love both y'all, you and Dwayne, but I, I fuck that's that because I think DeAndre Swift is a space player, and everything that he, most of the things that he did yesterday and what he does well is when you can get him out in space, and you just can't run space plays all the time. Yes, you can. So you can't. Come on, come on now. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So, I mean, and it's not like Jamal Williams struggled, you, you know, with his, what, 144 yards and two touchdowns. Well, you they know? didn't need
1: to, like, add a third guy to the mix, and Justin Jackson. They, maybe his absence yesterday was, should have been to tell that big things were coming because that third back in the mix was the thing that kind of – Spoiled it for both the other two.
0: That's true too. That's true too. So maybe they do need to go back to that and fuck just Johnson really Jackson. get in that. see there you go. That's true. Well, he could tell you fuck you back in French, I apparently. I think he's I think he's fluent. So I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before too. But you know
1: both parts of that uh fuck you in French and <laughs> that he speaks.
0: Well, the fact that you've had someone say fuck fuck you in French is a good thing in life. You've checked something off in your bucket list that I think every American probably needs to hear at least at one point by a French person. So, Albert Okwabunum, good player in the Denver doghouse? Is that a statement you could get with or fuck that? Uh, No, I think probably
1: feel that a little bit. I feel like he just, you know, Nathaniel Hackett seemed to be out on him from the get-go and all in on Greg Dulcich, which maybe that was, you know, is more... In on Dulcich than out on Alberto, and so uh, yeah, I kind of feel that. I think he probably, you know, certainly he's there's a there's a place for him in a, in a in an NFL offense that you know that maybe wants to mix things up a little bit and use different formations. Uh, and it uh, seemed like they went heavier with the two tight ends of this game, and it served them well. Uh, and uh, and Alberto had a role, and then so so I mean yes, there's not a lot of tight ends, Matt. That's I mean that, that's <laughs> I mean I think in the end you know it's a it's a it's a shallow pool and I, I the, the more we could add to that, the happier I'd be. So maybe I'm just projecting a little
0: bit. Yeah, I think he's a good player. The question is is he a good professional for a team to feel comfortable with? Because his pre draft the whole pre draft characterization of him was that maybe he was still had some maturing to do in terms of how he approaches the game, um, from a week to week standpoint in, in the locker room. Um, you know, and I don't know I don't have the real answer to that part but I do know that when you do there are a lot of telling signs with that when you hear that pre-draft when you have one you have a crazy good year one year at Missouri and then the next year it's not so great then you're in a situation where you're not allowed in until the fourth quarter of a preseason game where they're kind of need to be the starter but now they're going to play you in the fourth quarter and you know you're you don't you don't go out and you're not gangbusters early on um you know as the starter and you're replaced by journeyman and a rookie um you know Beck and when when you're talking Andrew Beck and Eric Saubert getting more playing time you know at at Tomlinson out Tomlinson too yeah well Tomlinson that's true too because you know Okwabunum is a good blocker from what I have seen over the years um Though I've heard, you know, our buddy Cecil Lamy would probably beg to differ from a day to day. He's had some criticisms for him. So let, let um, me
1: put the fine point on this. Alberto and Bob Harris both have some growing up to do.
0: Well, I'll, we'll put a fine the point on this is that, fuck. you know, fuck us for spending this much time on a tight end for the Denver Broncos right now. How about that? Let's go a little bit further east, just maybe a state further east, and talk about Kadarius Toney. I mean, I feel his talent,
1: uh, you know, and fuck the rest of that. I mean, you know, uh, at some point, somebody has to emerge as a consistent playmaker in this offense, not named Travis Kelsey, because Travis Kelsey has at some point a shelf life. I mean, I don't think any of us want to admit it, but it's coming at some point. I'm not saying next year or whatever, but I mean, they need to develop some other talent for Patrick Mahomes to thrive over the course of the half billion dollars they're going to spend on him. And uh, and so yeah, in in that regard, you know, is a very talented, highly gifted physical freak. Yes, I feel that all day long. Uh, I don't know that I feel like he's earned a role or or my trust, but uh, but if the price is right, I'll invest in that all day long.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling it too. Definitely, as the price is right. So maybe the better question is: Is Patrick Mahomes one of the exceptions to the rule that you that? that an a team can take a bunch of Raiders esque seventies, eighties Razors esque cast offs and he can just continue to thrive with parts as opposed to them having to get one consistent guy. Can as long as one of those that? parts
1: is as long as one of those parts is Travis Kelsey, probably so. And and like and a running back shows up every year. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I now I, I think that is the key point. They need one guy. They need one go-to guy and then a bunch of supporting parts and they'll be okay. Okay. So, Raheem Mostert, speaking of speaking of supporting parts, um what do you think about Raheem Mostert for say next year?
1: Nah, fuck it. I'm he's a nice man. I say I hate even saying it. I've talked to him a couple of times. I, I hope he goes back and enjoys uh, the surfing in his retirement, maybe cuz another Billabong endorsement as he had as a young man, but uh but, like you know, he I mean, he's a good fit for that scheme and, and uh, so is Jeff Wilson Jr. And so is probably a coming wave of players.
0: That's true. And I would say the key thing is coming wave of players for him. And I don't know if he's going to be able to surf that mm-hmm. any longer or much longer. Daniel Jones on the rise.
1: You know, I'm feeling this. I've been feeling this all along. I've been feeling this since he was a rookie and uh, to the, much to your dismay. Yes. Uh, but then in this case, I think it's more so, you know, I think back, you know, a couple quick thoughts i mean you know somewhere in denver they're saying how did they get dable and we got this guy right i mean you know teams across the league should be looking carefully at the you know their coaching hiring uh procedures and they should be looking at the giants and what they saw that identified brian dable so i can't say that because i can remember when josh allen came into the nfl and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn and Nobody thought he was going to be a damn thing. And he was rough and tumble and all these things that weren't going to equate to being a great quarterback. And All of a sudden, lo and behold, he's a great quarterback. I wonder if Brian Dable had something to do with that. I suspect, yes. I suspect uh, the improvement I've seen from Daniel Jones this year alone, just in terms of ball security, uh, something he struggled with in the past, uh, maybe had something to do with coaching. And it turns out maybe coaching can be a very valuable asset for a, a, maybe a borderline player, a guy who's not going to maybe ever be a lead or wasn't going to be elite. Uh, but with the right coaching, has the physical talents uh, capable that make him capable of of playing in this league, a league where there's only maybe what ten great quarterbacks.
0: Yep, and I I agree with all of that, and I definitely am feeling him as a player on the rise. Even though when he got drafted, I said that the that the time that he was picked, that the that the spot he was picked made that pick a fraud. Like that he was a fraud for that kind of pick. Um, and I still, I still, I still stand by that, but I I don't, I don't hate you. I don't hate the guy, (laughs) but I do, but you know, the pocket presence, the ball security, the accuracy downfield, all those things. uh, Ability to run. Yeah. Those things were difficult to, those were things that were difficult to teach because in the NFL environment, you usually don't have many teachers. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Brian Dable was just the thing that he needed. Is that he actually does have a coach who is more of a teacher rather than you're a pixel in my video game, and if you're not working right, then we're going to figure out a program to get rid of you and and replace that, you know, replace that segment of the game, you know, in our coding. And I don't additional
1: think- kudos to Brian Dable for looking more like a cartoon character than any other coach in the NFL.
0: Hey, you got to love that, too. Definitely feeling that. Richie James, starter New York next year.
1: Stop it, man. Why does is this Isaiah hodgins slander have to continue on a weekly basis? <laughs> I'm not going to take it. Fuck you and fuck that. No. Uh, um, yes, Richie James is a starter next season for sure for the Giants. I mean, again, this is, uh, to me, a coaching-related situation, right? For a coach came in and there was a bunch of players on this team that were supposed to be something that turned out they weren't a thing and he turned the other guys into the things he wanted them to be and uh, made the chicken soup or chicken salad out of the chicken whatever.
0: Look you take a you take any any tall long slow um, you know flexible athlete who can catch the football in this in the slot between even the likes of Slayton and Richie James and you're going to get touchdowns out of that especially when your tight end that you drafted so high is basically uh, a crossing route or a stop route and like, like five yards later, Daniel Bellinger it, 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 slander it, you know, on top of the Hodges it, slander you know, just to get me going. That's right. Oh. Then, then you know, I, I'm even thinking Nikhil hitting. I no, fuck that. I can't go with Nikhil stop Harry it. over over Isaiah Isaiah Hodgins is great. I actually added Isaiah Hodgins in a couple leagues, but I didn't have the stones to stall to start him. But I had him and I Richie. Did. J- and there's one team I think I had him and Richie James. And then and, and Darius Slayton at one point. I probably could have started all three and would have been fine. Um, you know, at least with one of those teams. Eno Benjamin has bounced around like a like a pin, a pinball this this year. He's now on New Orleans. Shallow I dynasty mean, stash at all? Well,
1: honestly, I thought we were talking about Brian Eno here, and I thought we were going to get into electronic music. But uh, <laughs> my bad, um, I, I misread it. Uh, Eno Benjamin, uh, yes, only because. Uh, of the circumstances that Alvin Kamara would face after the season.
0: Legal yeah. Sort
1: of circumstances.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling them in a deep one, but fuck it, in the shallow one. I'll put it that way. I think they'll be drafting another back. I think that's probably where they'll be going. But, um, you know, at this stage of the game, if you're, if you're a cagey fantasy owner like, you know, or GM like Bob Harris, you're going to keep him at least until the draft. So this is dynasty. It's not like you're going to get quit looking at your roster between um January and and, yes. and May well some people do but anyway fuck them. Keep a close eye on Camara. that's right Sam Darnold starter in Carolina next year
1: um only if uh only if David Tepper's smart enough to keep Steve Wilkes around um kind of yeah. semi feeling this
0: I'm kind of feeling it too I, I I feel like that the one thing that I've liked is if even if you go a little bit on the narrative side of things Sam Darnold last year was kind of like, I know what I can do in this. I mean, he just kind of seemed combative and like, I know I'm good and people are thinking you know, some of it was made fun of about how ridiculously confident he seemed to be and a little bit combative about how people talked about him. But I I think there's still something there for for um for a team to exploit. And you could even add the this, and the, they're completely different players, but they were both on the Jets. Geno Smith you know, certainly was a good NFL prospect as a second round pick. Maybe there's something in the water in New York that just doesn't work really well with picking quarterbacks. There or is a long history of that. There's you know? a long
1: history of that. And I'm yeah. not like a big believer in curses. I know my friend Michael Fabiano will disagree with me and tell you no Jets quarterback will ever be good because the Jets can't have good quarterbacks. I don't believe that, but so far it's been totally true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I will say this. I'm I'm good with I'm good with Geno Smith. I'm maybe on Sam Darnold. Um I'm I'm open to listening about Zach Wilson, but I'm but but he's definitely gotta be somewhere else and needs a lot of more time. Rashad White, fantasy running back two next year. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Feeling it, yeah. I mean Yeah, yes. I mean, mean, honestly, uh, there are so many moving pieces there. Where is Tom Brady going to be? What's the coaching staff going to look like, Uh, assuming Byron Leftwich is maybe a head coaching candidate again? Um, There's a lot of moving pieces here. I'm assuming Leonard Fournette will be back, but I think, you know, like maybe both of them could be running back to a flex level play. So uh, this is... To be determined. I hate to vacillate. I'm I'm saying fuck it
0: for right now because this offensive line needs a facelift. No, it needs a, stu- a tummy tuck. It needs some Botox, and it probably actually just needs to have some bones broken and reset. Um, you yeah, know, and, all and intense rehab. I think all of that happened this year. That's right. So maybe they just need to re- rest, relax, and eat right. Maybe that's all they need to do. Um, but yeah, fuck that idea. I think he's he's just outside of that, mainly due to his supporting cast. And that Fournette may be back next year, so that that's enough there. Tom Brady? How about speaking of places he could be? Vegas in twenty twenty three? Could he be a Raider?
1: Um, here let, let's let's just uh, let's just uh, game plan this out a little bit. Uh, okay, so Mac Jones a Raider, Tom Brady a Patriot. No, um, let's no. see. Uh, no, entirely <laughs> possible, right? I think you know there's a handful of teams that obviously have needs of quarterback. The Raiders going to be one of them. We'll see. I don't know that Jarrett Stidham is the answer based on a single game, but it's nice to see him get this opportunity. Clearly, his understanding of the offense worked in his favor, something apparently Derek Carr did not have so much
0: yeah. of. Uh, and uh, so, and so, so... And let's, uh, <clears throat> let's remember, the, the 49ers' pass defense is not all that strong. They can, right, right. They're good on the run. Good but, on the run, right. right.
1: But but so, I mean, like this was one of the likely outcomes early on in this whole thing. So Mark Davis is interested... Uh, and so obviously, you know, drawing the, you know, connecting the dots between uh, uh, Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady is not a, a, a difficult task.
0: I am feeling it. I am feeling it. You had props ready. I did. Damn you. I did. Actually, I was just wearing it and then decided I was a little cold. So there we go. Um, Derek Carr, a jet in 2023. It would be on brand if you said that, you know, based on how he played this year. Um, you would, you know, if you're the average fan, you'd say, based on how he played, Jets can't have good quarterbacks. Derek Carr would fit perfectly into that. Derek, now, wait, stop that. Stop that. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. See, I not think a great so, too. Not I, I think so, too. I agree.
1: Yeah, not a great quarterback. So, who needs a good quarterback? The Jets could use a good quarterback. The Texans could use a good quarterback. Uh, maybe the Tennessee Titans could use a good quarterback. Maybe the Atlanta Falcons could use a good quarterback. There are, are any number of teams who don't right now have, like, super good quarterbacks. So, so
0: so Derek Carr so Derek Carr is basically a guy who we will see sign sometime in March. Um,
1: I, I, we may see him get traded before then. We may see yeah. him get traded in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. that wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me at all. One of the same kind of deal like we saw with Stafford, et cetera, where they can't announce it until the start of free agency or it can't be official till then. But the deal is all, all all but done because there's money involved here, uh, and I think some of the bonus money and some of the particulars that have to be determined before or right about the Super Bowl time. Uh, Will drive the uh, deal here.
0: Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, a mid-range <coughs> quarterback, one next year in Cleveland of playoff team in
1: 2023. Um, uh, I'm not going to hang that much on one game, but you know, honestly, if you're like leaning that way and you wanted to, you wanted something to hang your hat on. Yesterday's game is it? Uh, maybe the supporting cast is kind of exciting, and. Uh, I, you know, yes, I'm gonna say yes. Feel it.
0: I'm totally feeling it. So I, I, I mean, I may we not like be feeling, I may not be like feeling Deshaun Cleveland Watson people. on you're hold, Cleveland. but I'm i Cle- I'm Cleveland people. people. What do you want me to say? Grant Delpit. I'm feeling Grant Delpit playing the way he finally did because he was my favorite player in that draft class, and the Achilles injury and him needing a couple years to really kind of get his legs under him. He's been looking like the Grant Delpit at L- at, at LSU. Trey Lance starting in 2023. Feeling that? Brock Purdy? Are you feeling, feeling. Not, not, not Adelich, not, not, Adelich Purdy? Not 100% feeling.
1: Not 100% feeling uh, Trey Lance. I mean, honestly, we haven't seen a heck of a lot of Trey Lance. And what we've seen of him has been far less impressive than what we've seen of Brock Purdy. Um, so, I, I don't know. Is it possible? You tell me, Matt Baldwin. You know these things. Uh, is is Brock Purdy a better custodian of this offense <laughs> is he better able to facilitate what this offense wants to do and maximize the talents of the pieces that they've assembled they're not named uh the quarterback uh and i mean just based on what i've seen so far yes but i haven't seen it i don't have enough information on trey lance to say that because i didn't watch him in college
0: i think trey lance is capable of being the starter in this league and a very good one um i think brock purdy certainly has looked great as a like you said a custodial manager of this offense um and I think that Kyle Shanahan would probably prefer a good custodian than he would th- to a player who's more of a young playmaker with a team that has a window of contention right now. So with that said, I think Trey Lance will be on the tra- uh, be on the market to be traded um, this year. So that it could be one of those things where... They're, they're trying to put out feelers and say, listen, you know, we think Trey's a good kid. We think he can still play, but we're in a contention window. We feel like Purdy's a better fit for what we do. And this kid needs a little bit more development. So think of him as a guy that should have been drafted this year as opposed to two years ago, because he's still of age to be, you know, in line with a lot of these um, prospects that are coming out and you're getting a first round caliber pick at a, uh, at a discount and there right. may be a team that buys into that who misses out on the quarterback derby. So I think
1: it's good um, for all of us to remember you know, you know, using San Francisco as a specific example, what we expect to happen at a team's quarterback position is not always how it ends up happening.
0: That's right. Well, that's the fun thing is that when I get a chance to talk with Bob Harris, you never know what's going to exactly happen there. Um, so that's always a lot of fun. And uh, all right. you know,
1: Hey, is it the last one or are we doing more?
0: I don't know. What do you are you feeling it or fuck it? I'm kind of feeling it but I'm kinda of feeling it too. So right. we'll 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 see it we'll see about next week. I think we'll be back next week. How about that? We're so feeling too. next week. Feeling All right. That. Love you. Bye.
1: Love you, bye.